grace and mercy and peace be unto you from God our Father and from our Lord and our Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. The text for today comes from the Gospel of Mark chapter 1. And they were astonished at his teaching, for he taught them as one who had authority and not as the scribes. And immediately there was in their synagogue a man with an unclean spirit, and he cried out, What have you to do with us, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. This is the text. Dear friends in Christ, does anyone else think it's strange that in today's gospel lesson from Mark, a demon-possessed man rushes into the church? Jesus is in the synagogue preaching law and gospel, telling all that the time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe the good news. This demon-possessed man interrupts Jesus' preaching, comes into the solemn assembly of the church on the Sabbath, violating both the sacred time and space with his objection to Jesus. This man has no control over himself, as Mark makes it clear by his speech and deeds that the demon is in full control of him. Now, I have never been demon-possessed as far as I know, you can ask my parents, they might say otherwise. But if I were a demon, if I were in a war for souls, if I were near a church or in a church and the enemy of mine, the almighty son of God were present, you can bet dollars to donuts that I would hightail it out of there and run the other way. We cannot contend that this demon doesn't know who it is dealing with, for it addresses Jesus both as a man of Nazareth and the Holy One of God. In fact, the demon may be the only creature in the room who truly knows who Jesus is. As James says in his epistle, you believe that God is one, you do well. Even the demons believe and shudder. This demon knows with whom it contends, and yet... The demon rushes into the church. It runs to God and asks the question, have you come to destroy us? Jesus has come to defeat the forces of darkness. But at that moment, he is not concerned with the demon's concerns or decorum in the church. He is concerned with the man whom the demon inhabits. Therefore, with a word, Jesus silences the demon and sends it away. I don't get, I don't know why a demon would rush to God. But it does. And for the sake of the man, Jesus sends that demon away. The demon rushes to God. It makes no sense. And yet the world rushes away from Jesus. Why? Why does the world not rush to Jesus? It is because, as those members of the synagogue, they do not know him. The world sees Jesus as just a lawmaker, the one who demands that you do this and don't do that. It is what the scribes in the synagogues were teaching those people that day. Not only did the scribes not teach the moral law of God, but they taught such things as how many steps to take on a Sabbath, or how not to break the third commandment, how to wash cups and platters, or timings of new moons and religious festivals. Does the world see the church and her Lord as any different except as a place and a person telling one, simply telling the world how to live. The world and its sin contends that it doesn't need any more laws, any more ways to be guilty before a holy and righteous God. 
The world is like Adam who after his first sin flees from God, walking in the garden. God pursues Adam, asking Adam, where are you? Adam says, well, I heard you in the garden and I was afraid because I was naked, so I hid. The world hides, hides in its sin thinking, God is a lawmaker and I'm not a law keeper. I do not need a God like that. A God like that has every right to destroy me. What about we who say we know God? Do we rush to him? Is our Sunday morning filled with joy as we prepare to meet God and worship? Do we rush to the house of worship as the first place for comfort to assuage our souls with our guilt of sin? When trials and troubles come in our lives, do we flee to Jesus in prayer and supplication with every confidence that he will hear us and have mercy upon us? Or do we come to God as I come to God often, bartering with God, holding up our trophies, stating, Lord, I have increased my tithe, I've served my fellow man, I've been a good spouse or a good student or a good sibling this week. We do exactly that because in our sin we forget who Jesus is. We sometimes doubt who Jesus is. We often overlook who Jesus is. Why are the people of this synagogue so gobsmacked by the teaching of Jesus? It is because Jesus teaches as one who has authority. For Jesus is not just teaching laws, not just telling people how to live, but teaching that he is the one who was to come. He himself who would take away the sins of the world, their sins and your sins and mine. You see, God did not come to destroy the world, but to save the world through Jesus, who is the great law keeper for our sake. Jesus kept the Father's law perfectly so that we would never have to fear destruction. But we who rush headlong into sin, we are saved by him who rushed headlong into death so that we might live. The crowds of the synagogue are amazed by the teaching of Jesus and his utterance of a word that commands even unclean spirits and sends them away. For all of his words, for all of his works, Jesus' fame spreads, but the people still miss the point. All that Jesus says and all that Jesus does is to point to him, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world, you see, Jesus utters a more powerful word than just be silent to the demon. On the cross, Jesus utters one word, a Greek word, teleo, or in English it is translated, it is finished. Dear friends, in that moment, God conquered your sin and mine, offering us forgiveness and life and salvation. There are times in my life when I think God is slow. I think, yeah, he's listening, but he doesn't react in a timely manner, the one that I desire, and of course that time is now. Peter reminds me that the Lord is not slow in keeping his promise, as some understand slowness. He is patient with you, not wanting anyone to perish, but everyone to come to repentance. God does not necessarily want me to have ease of life, or anyone, but he wants us to know him as the lover of our souls. God wants us to know that he loves us so much that he did not spare his own son, but sent him to die that we might have forgiveness and life and salvation. Like Adam, there are times I have fled from God, wanting to have my sin, wanting to wallow in it, wanting my ease of life, wanting the struggle with my choices to end. 
I want to live as if I mattered most and God was not there. I wanted life in the fast lane, but God does not leave us in our sin. He pursues us. As the English poet Francis Thompson writes of God, he said, I fled him. Down the nights and down the days I fled him. Down the arches of the years I fled him. Down the labyrinth of ways of my own mind and in the midst of my tears I hid from him. But dear friends, God is the hound of heaven, ever pursuing, always finding, always revealing, and always loving. We think that it is sin and death and the devil that hound us. But truly, it is Jesus, the Lamb of God, who defeated sin and death and the devil. And so with the psalmist, we might say, O Lord my God, I take refuge in you. Save and deliver me from all who pursue me. He has, my dear friends, he has. Your sins are forgiven. The devil is a toothless dog. And in Christ, salvation is yours. Thanks be to God. Amen. And now let us pray. The peace of God, which passes all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in and through Christ Jesus unto life everlasting. Amen. Hi, Pastor Sai here. I hope this message was encouraging for you. At Riverbend Lutheran Church, our goal is to support Christians in their daily walk with God and in proclaiming the love of Christ to a lost and broken world. We're a small and inviting congregation welcoming any and all who are sinful, hurting, seeking, or simply broken. Whether you're already a Christian and are looking for a church home or you're undecided about your faith and looking for answers, you are welcome here. We have a number of programs for all ages and walks of life. Sunday mornings we have worship followed by educational programs for all ages. Please join us. For more information, you can visit us online at www.riverbendlutheran.com, call us at 780-430-7382, or email me at pastor at riverbendlutheran.com. Better yet, stop in for a visit. Until then, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord look upon you with his favor and grant you his peace.